and welcome to the very first full-length episode of This Podcast Sucks, a podcast that sucks. <laughs> I'm your host, Becca, Becca Dobos, and I am here today to introduce the very first episode of This Podcast Sucks, TPS, a podcast. On today's episode, Daniel, topic, sales sucks. Working in the sales force in America is a rough one, and it's... <clears throat> Honestly, it ended up being a vent session, and I think rightfully so, because right now being an employee in the sales system in America is not, I mean, employment in America is not is not doing great right now, um, but sales sucks in a very specific way, um, because there's this pressure to either follow the status quo and fully just lie about whatever you're selling or get out of our business kind of thing. Um, and that's, that sucks, man. That sucks so much. Um, so we talk about that a lot. Um, it ended up being a fin session a bit about how much working at Walmart sucks. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is the people that do work there, they deserve the world. Um, if you can tough it out at Walmart, you deserve everything. You really do. That is, oh my God, that is the worst job. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is it's integral to our society and we rely on it so much in this episode that we talk about how much Walmart sucks, working at Walmart sucks. I also um, end up checking an order from Walmart. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's a thing we rely on, especially I, I happen to live in a bit of a food desert, I guess, um, in a very small town in Northwest Florida and... Um, we talk about a lot of things, um, a lot of different jobs, but it does end up being a lot about Walmart too. Um, and I actually would love if you guys would share your your stories about horrible sales situations, whether from consumer or employee side. Um, if you have a story you'd like to share, uh, feel free to comment on any of our social media pages. Um, but also, uh, if you'd like, you can send us an email at our Gmail so you can stay anonymous. Uh, our Gmail is tpsapodcast, uh, all one word, at gmail.com. That's it. Um, and I found this episode to be particularly um, healing personally, whether or not it's entertaining, I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm biased personally. Um, but uh, I found it to be particularly healing just because I think we both got to talk about some really awful situations. Um, and without further ado, here is the first episode of TPS, a podcast that sucks. Welcome to This Podcast Sucks. I am your host, Becca Dobos, and I am here with my very first guest. This is Daniel. We went to high school together. Say hello, Daniel. Hello. I was so ready for you to say hello, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought about it for a second. For a second. I mean, I, I, w I would have rolled with it. I, I would have thought it was funny. Um <laughs> Uh, but um, welcome to the first ever episode of TPS, a podcast. This podcast sucks. Um, today, if you don't mind, you know, I was hoping we could talk about um, having a job in sales um, and, and working in that field and how, how that can suck. Uh, for me personally, um, one of my favorite jobs was actually working in sales it was a working at books a million i was like working my way up um but the thing about that that was awful was the memberships that you had to get they were just the worst um it was and i like because i was working my way up like um, got behind the scenes details about how they literally, like, they're not going to fire you if you don't make numbers. That's not a thing. They don't want to pay your, um, unemployment. Uh, so they just make it miserable for you to work there. They, like, put you in places you don't want to work, um, and make you do things they know you don't like or aren't good at doing, and then, um, oh. get mad at, get mad at you when you're doing them wrong, and make it miserable for you to work there so that you quit on your own volition. Oh, well, and I was just thinking, uh, anytime there is like one metric like that is, 
just a discernible mm-hmm. point where it's it's got to be awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and so, what? What do you have? Do you have experience in the sales world? Um, um just you... a smidge. Um, uh-huh. I've uh, I've worked at Walmart. I've worked at uh, a grocery store. Uh-huh. I've uh, I've worked at a used uh, at a car dealership selling new and used cars. Gotcha. Uh, I've sold outdoor equipment. I've sold tractors. There's uh, there's not this. a there's not a lot that you can legally sell that I haven't sold. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, I just did a stint at Walmart myself. Um, uh, before... I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, it was miserable. Uh, before uh, before I had my baby, um, I worked at Walmart for about nine months, and ooh, mm mm. Not mm. not again if I can help it. <sighs> yeah, that's that's what I say about it. Is uh, as long as there is any other option, I will go back if I absolutely have to do it. There mm-hmm. is nothing else. But oh my goodness! Yeah, no. I actually uh, what department worked... did you work in? Uh, I worked in customer service. I was behind the register oh. and in the. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I know it was awful. It was awful. Um, I never, I never had to be in customer service itself. That is, I will say, my one saving grace. Um, that job seemed just awful, just awful for everyone involved. <laughs> Where did you work? Uh, I worked in sporting goods, automotive, hardware, and occasionally yep. they had me just in a sh- on a shift in toys. Now, in that back corner of the store, you're just oh, the yeah. back corner. You do it, uh, all? and that's well. That's how it always starts: is that they need somebody to cover a lunch somewhere, mm-hmm. and then you got to cover a couple more lunches, and then mm-hmm. it's oh yeah, can you go ahead and do all of these trainings, and then uh, we're just going to stick you back there occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thankfully, in customer service, they're so desperate for people in customer service that you don't travel around the store a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. You do stay in customer service. A K- uh, the entire time I worked there, I covered for electronics twice. And that's it. Now, sometimes uh, the managers had to go cover automotive we didn't have to deal with covering the whole store quite so much. I did like, I got a crash course on online grocery uh, pickup, um, but then I never oh. went back there. <laughs> I am so glad that I did not have to deal with that when I was there, but oh my goodness, uh, that has to be heinous. I will say the one thing I I used to get jealous of them because a number one, it's the best paying job on the floor. Um, and B number two, um, at least our customers acted around me as if they understood that online grocery people are being timed. And so they will leave you alone if you are an online grocery pickup person. Um, so like if they stop you in the store, they'll ask you, um, are you online grocery pickup? No. Okay. I have a question. Um, and that was something really? that our customers seemed to, our customers in our tiny little town seemed to understand. Um, now I, I don't know, I, I don't know what the experience was like from the online grocery pickup uh, site because there's probably a ton of people that ignore that. But a lot of the people that stopped me in the middle of the store would ask me, "Are you online grocery pickup?" Okay, I have a question. It just is a shocking amount of like empathy and self awareness from the general public. I was not anticipating. I'm gonna be right, <laughs> right. Um, it <sighs> it might it might be area specific. It might just be our tiny little town. Because um, we all work I, jobs I, like this, you know. I'd, I certainly hope it. Well, I I don't know. Maybe maybe humanity is ready to surprise me. Hey. Or, um, or maybe it's that they know that working at Walmart is just so awful that, you know, they're probably doing something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I was shocked to learn that even at, uh, even management at Walmart is treated incredibly poorly. Yeah. No, I 
did not envy management one bit. Like, while I was there, the whole um, shoplifting, they started getting very serious about shoplifting, and they started a whole department on shoplifting, uh, or got serious about a whole department on shoplifting, and they started, like, uh, if you didn't pay the $500 fine, they were going to have you arrested kind of thing. Really? Started started while I was there and like to we're all adults here like you have to know that this is so shitty to be doing to another person but also like what are you gonna do like you have a family to support you it's not like going down the street and working at McDonald's is going to be all that much better. You might not have to deal with the shoplifting part, but like that's still a really crappy service job. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, and not... they have them on 12 hour shifts. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, they, I, I don't understand why. Why? It, it, it makes no sense to me that you would need them on. 12-hour shifts except to increase the burnout rate, which I'm I'm perfectly willing to believe. Well, and uh, so many of these jobs uh, so many of these jobs are literally designed um, for burnout? Like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's absolutely my Walmart it. order because um, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and um, you you probably saw it working there, or at least heard about it, was that they'll do a certain culling at the first mm -hmm. of the year, mm -hmm. and they're looking for they cut or well, the first thing they do is they cut everybody's hours. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. At least, I w yeah, I went through that. Yep. And then they will start firing people for any reason they can find mm -hmm. and uh like i knew somebody that was there was a good employee mm -hmm. like worked hard she was a csm oh geez yeah and i forget why they found a reason to get rid of her but they found a reason to get rid of her oh, and yeah. uh, i had a, a one experience that i had while i was there i was working I was working while I was pregnant and um, a manager from a different department, I was working in self-checkout and the self-checkout was empty and this manager came through and he's clearly an employee. So while I am sitting on the uh, grocery, on the groceries, like I'm sitting in the grocery checkout, like I'm sitting down. Yeah. Um, and this manager comes by and I don't make an effort cause I'm pregnant and tired and like, mm -mm, uh, you're an employee, you know, we do this. I'm not playing this game with you. Get your stuff and go. Um, like if a customer comes in, sure, but you're not a customer. You're an employee. I'm not playing this game with you. Um, he Absolutely. went to my manager and my manager told my manager to get on to me. And my manager said, um, she's pregnant and so he told my manager to tell me that if he came in to self-checkout again and I was sitting down, he was going to write her up. What? Yep. That is bananas. Because legally, he can't write me up. Oh. Oh, my goodness. And so oh. he was going to put it on someone else. That is insane. Yep. And, like, ah. from that moment on, would, like, mean mug me all over the store. Like, in a creepy, almost stalkery type of way. It was not cute. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, though. I mean... Yeah. And he was oh. a manager of another department. Like, he was in charge. Oh. I cannot believe... It. No, I can... I, I absolutely can believe that. It's just... Oh, yeah. Um, well, and, like, they... They fired me because I, you know, oh, I worked a department, so they pull out mm -hmm. stuff for you to stock during your shift. Mm -hmm. And they, they pull out, some of it's going to go back to the back. Mm -hmm. That's just the nature of it. 
because the shelf counts are never right. Yeah. And so I had a more than average amount of stuff that wouldn't go out on the shelf. Uh-huh. And so I pull all that stuff to the back. I say, won't go out. It's already full. And they set up an end cap that some of the stuff would go on. And then they fired me and then told me to reapply in six months. Oh my gosh. No, they do that. They really, um, there was a girl that I was working there with who, um, got fired and because she missed a lot of work because she was in the process of being diagnosed with diabetes yeah um and they literally they fired her and told her just apply again in six months it's okay like what what are you if it's okay then it's okay Uh, and she was excited to do it Uh, like it's just i i i don't under no i i know exactly why they're doing it's that Mm -hmm. you then they can't, if you've gotten a raise, they can hire you back at a lower rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't have to uh, keep giving you, or they don't have to pay you for that time. And mm-hmm. they can say you've only been with us two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. And, but oh my, my, God. Uh, my thing is, if you're going to fire somebody, you shouldn't want them back. Yeah. Like if, if you're firing somebody, Shouldn't that be, like, an indication that you don't want them to work there? Yeah. I'm so... Silly me! But... I mean, that's... Walmart, in particular, is bad about making it a point to game the system like that as much as Mm -hmm. possible. At one point, they were taking out uh, insurance policies on, like, overnight janitors, just so that in the unlikely event one of them died, the company would get paid for it. Holy sh... Yes. It's a very specific insurance policy. It's called a key man insurance policy. And so it's normally intended that, like, if the CEO of a company dies, Uh this insurance policy pays out to the company so that, you know, any tumble in the stock price or something, they've got some... Uh, reserves yeah but they're just they're taking out insurance policy on people mopping the floor uh it's just it's insane stuff and there are practically no full-time employees outside of management yeah or Uh, um oh go ahead they they offer it to you too late like uh i did not real when i while I was working at Walmart, when initially I was only part-time, of course, uh, and like they were more than happy to work with my abbreviated schedule because it meant that I had to stay part-time. I was only willing to work four days a week. Um, but then when I found out I was pregnant, um, they wanted me to go full-time and they pitched me all this great stuff that came with full-time, including maternity leave. Except for, you are, you're only eligible for maternity leave if you work at Walmart for, if you are a full-time employee of Walmart for a year, and I was, like, already six months pregnant, and they're telling me, well, this will get you maternity, no, it won't. I don't quite understand yet how they were conning you with that, but that's, that was... I feel like it just knowing Walmart, it, I feel like that was a con on some level. Oh, yeah. I Well, and like when I was, I was fully believing it and like getting ready to like sign up for it and everything. And um, they, they actually, the thing ha- that happened was um, I was supposed to go full time. And when the schedule came out, I wasn't full-time. I was still small hours um, in a very in very miserable shifts and stuff. And I was like, and I was relieved that I wasn't full-time. And I was like, 
I feel like this is a solid indication that I should quit because someone actually is desperate for and hoping for full-time hours from Walmart. And it's not me. I need to do literally anything else. Yeah. But, but I, I think everybody should work at Walmart just to get yeah, it's, a, a kind of insight on how awful people can be. Yeah, no. Um, I think like the way people think you should do, you should have to serve in the military. I feel like service industry should be a part of that. <laughs> Everybody's got to do a stint just so you know how bad it is. So you know how to treat people. Uh, and I mean, I've never, I genuinely don't think I've ever been treated poorly by anyone that's worked in retail or uh, food service. Oh my gosh. I remember um, when I was working at Books A Million, I, I started out working in the Joe Muggs Cafe. Um, and I very specifically remember this one day, um, uh, like a ladies group came in. It was just a group of four ladies and they were like either sisters or best friends, clearly having a girl's day. Um, and every one of them ordered a drink and like a pastry of some sort. Um, and we're frustrated when it took me a while to get four drinks and four pastries made. Um, but I'm, I'm, I was, I was charming and funny at the time. And so <laughs> I was able to diffuse the situation. But right after them was this, the, was like, was a, was a woman who was a waitress in, in the restaurant, like across from us. Mm -hmm. And it's just her and her kid. And they are splitting a frozen hot cocoa. And like, it is clearly the treat of the week. And this, this woman who's just getting one drink puts $5 in my tip jar. Meanwhile, those four ladies who clearly had the money and bought four drinks and four pastries did nothing. And like that, it was just like this, it just felt like the most accurate portrayal of what it's like to be in the, cause it's service industry employees take care of service industry employees. And that's just how it is. Absolutely. Uh, but I'm, Oh, like the and then anywhere that where they talk about taking the tips, I just oh feel like oh my gosh, uh, I I get so frustrated. I'm so I'm so worried that it's going to come out that Sonic takes their online tips too. What? I hope, I hope they don't. I hope that never happens. Oh, I hope it oh okay. Comes out, I hope they definitely get their give their tips to their employees. But there's just something about the look on their face when I'm when I give them a tip online that just feels like oh no they don't give you these do they oh but maybe it's just that there's a there's a like a delay on it it's not like an immediate thing it's just on their paycheck or something i don't know but i don't know oh. i because that happened with that happened with one of the online ordering apps it came out that all of their tip money all of the tip stuff wasn't going to employees it was just like you were tipping the company Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is unfathomable to me. Oh. I mean, I I generally tip in cash just yeah. so that they can cheat on their taxes, but Absolutely. Uh Oh. Now I want to go order something from Sonic just so that I can be like, do, do they give you the online tips? Oh, yeah. Although that's assuming they'll give me a straight answer. Uh, and not, I don't know, assume I'm a secret shopper or something. Yeah. Being tested. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you good. So, uh, oh, commission jobs. Um, Commission-based job, sales jobs are... I did, uh, I worked at Wyndham for a while, um, and all I did was timeshare tours, but even that was, uh, 
mostly commission. We did get paid like eight bucks an hour at the time. Oh, so but, not quite federal minimum wage, but yeah, yeah, not any um, noticeable difference. They did right before Florida voted to go up to 10 and work their way up to 15. They did decide to pay them $13 an hour, but that was right around the time they started. Um, they got real mad at me because I was really good at getting timeshare tours that were really good at saying no. Um, I could get them to say yes, but they would say no to everybody else, and so they wouldn't actually buy. And so even though technically my whole job was to put them on tour and it was their job to sell it to them and they couldn't sell it to them, I, uh, it was determined that I was bad at my job. And so they literally started like fucking, fucking with me, fucking with my head, like, um, genuinely tried to make me quit. And I was like, you know what? I, I do. I actually, you know what? I don't need all of you. Um. Oh. I have it. <clears throat> that one and, was interesting. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that one, that one was frustrating to me, uh, specifically because it was, um, the, it, it, not, I guess not frustrating, just kind of like a moral quandary, like kind of ate at me constantly. That one was, oh, yeah. a, they would literally coach us, say anything to get them on tour. Um, you can lie to them because there's literally a clause in the contract that anything that's promised to you that's not in these papers is not... Basically, anything our employees say isn't actually... We don't have to honor. The only thing we have to honor is what's in this contract. And so oh. and I realized they were doing the exact same thing in the sales department. And I was like, "Oh, this is awful. You guys are oh, yeah. awful to people. Not to mention that timeshares are basically them convincing you to max out a credit card and use the points. Oh. Well, and that just gives back to any, like, singular metric like that. Or, like, the memberships at Books A Million. Mm -hmm. Or the items per hour at mm -hmm. uh, Walmart. Mm -hmm. It's, it is just straight up, uh... If it's not, it's one thing they can use to berate you about your performance and either tell mm -hmm. you you're bad at your job mm -hmm. or use to fire you down the line or something like that. And, well, and you it, also get to notice that like for other, like you'll notice that those things aren't an issue for other people if they want to keep them. Yeah. If you absolutely. are someone that they want to keep, that's never an issue. Because it's not actually an issue. It's just a way to manipulate and control you. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I got... Uh, somebody was on me at my about my performance at Walmart over my mm -hmm. items per hour. What? When I came up to the front to fill in. Like, oh they were short-staffed and needed a cashier. And so I said yes. And then I got jumped on for my items per hour. I work at department... What? No, I'm never going to be as fast as the people that are up here all the time. But, well, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, and, like, they don't actually care about the items per hour, which is what's, like, you don't actually care. It would definitely be, have definitely been at a different time. But especially now with uh, them, like, genuinely going, moving towards um, all self-checkout um that's gonna suck for for a lot of people and there are there are walmart employees that genuinely love being there and honestly those people are the salt of the earth and you need to give them everything in the world because they want to be there and that is a truly awful job oh yeah like and they want to be there they enjoy doing it they love their community they love but um a lot of the people that do actually love working at Walmart, love it because of working register, and, like, that's gonna suck oh, yeah. for them. But, like, for me, um, the only reason I had a good items per hour was because I didn't talk to customers. <laughs> like, <laughs> to the point that they would get mad at me. Like, I was just... I wouldn't ignore them 
But if they got ignorant, I would ignore them and just scan. And then they'd get really mad and go complain to my manager, like, complaining's going to do anything. At least I showed up. Yeah. Oh. And then sometimes it's, uh, like, especially in the in selling cars, hmm. if you if you do hit that that mark, it really doesn't it doesn't matter what else you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like you can genuinely be awful, mm-hmm. and but if you're getting units out, uh, they don't care. Yeah. Um, and I mean even things that are genuinely unethical. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a uh, there's. I will not, I won't say what company. Mm-hmm. Um, but one dealership where I worked, uh the everybody does, you know, trainings on product knowledge mm-hmm. for everything. And yeah. th- this car company has a luxury brand. Yeah. And uh the in-house specialist for the luxury brand. Mhm. Uh doesn't doesn't take a lot of customers is genuinely a terrible human being sure and uh is like harasses other employees but gets away with it because you put up those numbers well he does all well and the other thing is he he does all the trainings for the uh general manager and so all the stuff that the general manager is supposed to know and is supposed to be graded on is being done by somebody else. And mm-hmm. and so he lets this guy get away with just short of murder. Like, I don't think there's ever sure. been a dead body found. <laughs> but not far off. Yeah. And there absolutely have been some harassment allegations that have been made quiet. Oh my and goodness. Yeah. And then other people that are like not even top performers. Yeah. They do reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Get away with just shady, because... unethical stuff, over promising, promising things you can't give. Yeah. And and then like I had a a customer that wanted to buy a truck. Uh-huh. And knew what kind of truck they wanted to buy, knew uh, most of the options. Mm-hmm. And just through talking to the customer, normal conversation, I determined that the the prime reason they were buying the truck was to pull a trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, part of the due diligence with that is how much does the trailer typically weigh with with what you're going to put on it. Mm-hmm. The trailer was going to be overweight for what the that truck in that configuration could pull. Mm-hmm. And so... I told him that, and he's like, you have to go to this other option. And absolutely did not want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I got reamed out for not selling him the truck he wanted when it would he would yeah. have been dropped the transmission out on the side of the road or something. Yeah. Pulling the trailer, and we would have been on the hook for it. And the you thing got was, out for looking out for the customer, which is what you're supposed to do. That's what they all say that you're so, like that the car salespeople are supposed to do. Oh. Absolutely. Oh. Well, and the thing was, we were four months out, or no, we were. I'm sorry, we were four weeks. It, just four weeks previously, mm-hmm. we had done all the repair work on a vehicle that was purchased from a dealer just over the state line came mm-hmm. to us pulling a trailer that was overweight mm-hmm. but the salesman said that it would pull the weight of that trailer and so like that incident was still relatively fresh it was like oh mm-hmm. i better not make that mistake that's gonna end up poorly for me and then mm-hmm. i get reamed out for not selling the guy the truck it's like we would have to be we would be dealing with the receiving end of that again yeah and it, it wasn't even that I asked too many questions when I got it that it mm-hmm. would have been one thing if they'd said, don't ask my questions. If they know what they want, just sell it to them. Yeah. It was that I told the customer it won't do what you want it to. And that mm-hmm. was the problem. Sure. That's and like by if you had said 
it it will do what you you, you would have been lying to the customer yeah and so ah, ah. yeah no um working in sales shouldn't be this ethically challenging absolutely it truly shouldn't be uh, but that, that's the thing is that none of the jobs i've ever had have needed to be as hard as they were well, and like, even even from a consumer standpoint, um, so I don't know if you can hear my child crying in the background, um, but I had a baby recently, and um, I've been living that that pump life, that breastfeeding <laughs> life, um, and I purchased what they call portable pumps, mm-hmm. and the way they are advertised. Is that you can just live your life and these pumps are going to take care of business for you there on your chest and you don't even have to think about it. Okay. And <laughs> um, that's, that's not my experience at all. Uh, uh-huh. And like the thing about it is like they are truly an improvement, but stop overselling it. Like it's something that it's not because the fact of the matter is, is you need to sit still and stay still. Otherwise these things are going to leak out your precious, um, liquid gold all over your shirt and it's going to, and it's going to break your heart and you're going to cry a lot and it's going to happen a whole bunch until you finally are just like, okay, this means I can use my phone while pumping. Not that I should do the dishes while pumping. Like there's a difference and, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very, I get very angry cause still, I'm still seeing social media posts for these portable pumps and like in all of them, like they're carrying around laundry baskets. Like you can do, no, you can't. And maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should just sit down and let our bodies do the thing. Cause that consumes energy and like a lot of it, but also like, Oh, I, I, I spilled a lot. I spilled a lot my first month and it was very it was very heartbreaking for me and I'm just very passionate about it and like just be honest with me you don't have to tell me I can do laundry just tell me I can scroll on my phone while using them and it's better and do you do you want to know what sure part of the part of what blows my mind is that uh selling is a constantly evolving thing not because we're figuring out better ways to do it but just because the I, I don't know if it's like the con the the whole conscious our unified consciousness or the zeitgeist of it or I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know what works for selling thirty years ago does not work now. Yeah, and it is it is wild how much uh, you know and it's like traditional uh, selling tells you to you know extol how great this is how it's going to change your life how it's going to be amazing how it's going to be fantastic i really feel like it's jordan belfort's fault create a need and then fill it yeah because by by creating the need that i feel like that's inherently dishonest well and the thing is that uh, at least in my experience i have gotten a lot further by just being absolutely genuine with somebody and not being I, brutally honest necessarily, but like being absolutely upfront about the performance envelope of something, especially same, with selling absolutely, outdoor equipment. Absolutely same. I um, but also I have gotten in the most trouble and lost and lost or quit the most jobs that way. Um, because you were talking about you did the one with the this will not tow. Um, when when I worked at Books a Million, uh, and did the the memberships part of the membership was a sheet of coupons that were good for a year and you could use and reuse those coupons and so i would honor one of those coupons in their first purchase because that just made sense to me and also a manager had done it in front of me and so i was like i'm gonna use this as a selling point and uh i honored honored coupons the coupon I honored a coupon from the page on purchases like and I would use it as a selling point and I was able to sell a lot of memberships that way and when books a million they were found out they were furious and like those coupons were designed to be forgotten they were designed to never be used they were designed for you to forget about them and only use your 10 percent and like I lo- I literally lost that job because of because of that decision. What? Like, yeah, like I literally got fired from Books a Million because 
I was honoring these coupons and uh, employees were starting to do it and uh, corporate caught on and came and did an investigation while I was on vacation. And when I came back, I worked, I worked a few shifts and then corporate came and investigated or no, they didn't even come. They talked to me on the phone. And what was wild was they talked to me on the phone. It was while I was working two jobs. I was working at Books A Million and I was also working at, uh, well, what was Carmike. Um, and I was, um, I ended up being late to a Carmike shift just to get fired from Books A Million. Oh. Like, they had this phone call. There was a whole rigmarole. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be late to my other job. And they were like, and my manager was like, if you leave now, they're going to fire you. And I was like, okay, I'll stay. I'll stay. And uh, I stayed and they fired me anyway. I was late to my other job and they still fired me. Oh, and I worked at Carmike, so I know they did not take that well. I mean, luckily, it was, uh, I was late to a manager's meeting and I was a manager. And so they didn't take it well but it was also okay and they were actually quite grateful to have me back as a full-time manager again because <laughs> like i i wasn't that money wasn't going to me i wasn't stealing from your company like yeah that if you don't want these coupons to be used don't be giving them out yeah well and that's the thing is you know you can have one that is you should work that into the figure is mm-hmm. we're going to have this one coupon, we're going to make it real attractive to use right off the bat, because that's that's reasonable, and that's a, a very natural selling technique. And quite mm-hmm. clearly... Uh, one that, that works. Was, well, and that was... Well, quite clearly, the whole thing was come up by... Or was designed by someone who had never worked front-end. Yeah! Well, I'm like, if they're designed to be forgotten... Here's the thing. What's honoring one coupon? Yeah, well, they're going to forget the rest of them. They're going to forget the rest of them? What's honoring one coupon? But they're really sweet coupons. So it was like 5 off 25, uh, 10 off 50, and 20 off 100. And if you're spending over $100, 10% off plus that $20 off pays for the cart. Literally. Oh, yeah. And so you might as well. And that was such an easy pitch, especially if people were coming in and buying, buying in bulk. Like I'm a, I like to think I'm a at least smart salesperson, um, but like I have a, the, I think the problem has always been that I genuinely approached it from like looking out from the customer standpoint, and what they want you to do is look out for the company. And quite frankly, you guys have enough money, which which is why I'm on a podcast now and. <laughs> <laughs> not in sales <laughs> uh can't say i blame you um i am very fortunate that my current job the my boss wants you to look out for the customer because that's how you sell them more that's yeah that's how you keep customers yeah well and that's the thing is that i do a, a big business um in people who are pissed at north florida dealers <laughs> yeah like i i genuinely feel like i should send a a cake or some flowers or something to just all the dealerships in panama city because I'm sure. i get so much business of people who are just mad enough to drive two or three hours to not deal with them i think that uh i mean the it's gonna take a while for it to really seep out mm-hmm and I feel like I should put out some kind of sales training scheme just sure. so I'm ahead of the curve. Absolutely. Because uh, there's so uh, the big sales technique everybody uses uh-huh. is called yes momentum or the road to yes, and it's okay. But and you've heard it, you know what it's like. You it's been used on you. You may have used it before. Okay. But it's the, do you want to make more money? Do you want to work less for that money? Do you want to have time to really do fulfilling things in your life? Mm-hmm. But you're physically recoiling away just at the, <laughs> at that. And 
that was when that came on the scene yeah that was super effective people bought into it people loved it and there are some anecdotal ways or there's some smaller ways to use that that are still effective okay but the there's it's been so used it's permeated yeah. everything that there is actually some anecdotal evidence that doing the reverse is effective where I mean, the... if you can if it's a situation where you can getting them to say no repeatedly is helpful interesting well that was um i like even again just from a consumer standpoint um I very vividly remember one time going on a shopping trip, uh, just like having a shopping day with one of my high school best friends, um, Sophia. And not me. I'm shocked. <laughs> um, and we went to a store that it, it was actually at the time the only store that we could both stop at. It was called Maurice's. Um, so it had like a plus size section but it had uh, like a regular size section too um Hmm. and it was like the only store in the mall that did that um otherwise everything was split up like um and so we were shopping there and we ended up literally having to leave because they were breathing down our back so heavy and it was getting on Sophia's nerves so bad and like she she knew like this is how they train them this is this is how they're supposed to do their job like but it was just so off-putting, and it was increasing our anxiety that we had to be like, nah. um, like because they the like the hovering and the can I help you with anything? And oh, girl, that looks so good. Actually, um, <laughs> can I just try on my stuff in peace? That'd be cool. Uh, but no, actually, you cannot because they got to engage with you and like try and become your best friend and like. But not everybody is into that, and that's. That's why I personally do a lot of online shopping. I don't... Oh, yeah. I don't go shopping to make friends, personally. Well, and that's the thing, is that... Again, that was... That was something that was found to be super effective at one point. Yeah! But... And I I think, especially, like, with millennials, we're... We we don't want that. On some level. We don't want to feel like we're putting somebody out. I think that didn't come into play because it was effective. I think that came into play because it was effective at, like, because they felt like it was effective at uh, asset protection, at loss management. Um, I can believe that. Absolutely. I, because I don't know, that literal thing of them, like, breathing down your neck, that's also what people of color talk about when like being profiled in stores, like pretending to be your friend, but not, I think that's where that came from. And I think white people were like, Oh my gosh, these people are so helpful. And so then they started spinning it like that. But I think that literal tactic of like trying to befriend every customer that comes through the door thing. I think that literally came from profiling. I, I would not be surprised. Uh, and that was the thing that they talked about in uh, when I worked at Publix, was mm-hmm. the premier customer service. Mm-hmm. Now, I think genuinely, uh, at, in Publix specifically, uh, genuinely does like believe that superior customer service is good. Mm-hmm. It's something to strive for. Yeah. But also they talked about the asset protection aspect of it, is that yeah. uh, people are better, people are happier, and also they're less likely to steal if they feel like there's somebody nearby yep that's exact i mean when walmart started doing their whole new um loss protection thing with whatever um how about the people that they followed the most were employees um that were shopping in their off time um, really yeah it was wild man <sighs> Like, uh, oh, well, and I don't know if it was, um, if it was like this when you worked there, but like when I worked there, at least in my store, mm-hmm. everybody knew the asset protection investigator, yeah. like, like the guy who, whose job it was to follow people around. In oh, how about gloves. ours? Ours used to get complaints 
um, from customers because there's a strange man or woman following me around the store or there's a strange woman lurking behind shelves and staring at my children. Yeah. No, ours actually got like complaints and like they were never actually reported as complaints because once it got to management, management knew exactly what was going on and did absolutely nothing. But yeah, no, customers were complaining about people following them through the store and making them feel uncomfortable. Um, and like oh. being so creepy and like we as employees all knew who they were and what they were doing. Um, but like I even I even had a customer one time come up to me and tell me that woman has been following that little boy and his mom around the store. I've watched them. This isn't okay. And like, I had to look this woman in the face and be like, that's an employee. Oh. Uh, <sighs> yeah. And, and then of course the thing that gets me is like how grossly ineffective some of them are. Yeah. Because uh, one of the guys in my department was I forget why, but he was very often backing up the asset protection guy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, also we could on Saturdays we could wear, you know, something for college football. Sure. And this guy was a big Auburn fan, sure. so he had a bright orange PFG shirt on. Mm-hmm. While he and the asset protection guy are like looking around a corner at somebody. Mm. In something that was, it was so bad, it was like parody of a private investigator following someone. Like, if it were, this would be too much, even if it were slapstick comedy. Well, and it was insane, and it was so clear, they were literally, they would literally watch people that were spending, they would watch for people spending their tax refund. Like, that, they would watch for that. And what's wild is that those people spending their tax refund are spending their tax refund. They're not stealing. They're spending kind yeah. of a lot. Um, in my experience, the people that are stealing from Walmart, I am so sorry to out you. And I hope you continue to do so. Um, it's old people. Old people are stealing like crazy. And I think I I think it's because they're mad about self-checkout. And so they're like, I'll show you self-checkout. Because I catch them all the time in self-checkout. That's why. But they, like, they understand like crazy. And they will just, they're so sweet to you that you don't think until you notice that they only paid $30 and there's an item in their cart that you know is worth more than that. Like, but it is, it is old, and I'm, honestly, I'm here for it. And the one and only time I caught an old person and, like, made them rescan, I went home and cried so much. Because I was like, what if she actually, what if she's not doing it because she's mad about self-checkout? What if she's doing it because she literally can't afford her groceries otherwise? And what if I just messed up her budget for, the, and, like, she's just trying to eat. I was so torn up about it. My husband was laughing at me because I was like I I hate this this is ridiculous I don't care if these people steal from this multi-million dollar corporation I would if it wouldn't get me fired well and then you think about like maybe they're on a fixed income or something yep. and because the way she paid for the rest of her groceries was on a credit card and I was like oh baby I just oh <sighs> I got so sad <sighs> oh yeah and I mean but yeah, old people, you keep doing your thing. I don't think you're going to listen to this podcast, but I hope you keep doing your thing anyway. Steal Absolutely. from Walmart. It's your moral, <laughs> it's your boomer duty. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, well, really what it is, is Sam Walton's child disrespecting him and his legacy. So if old people <laughs> need any more motivation for it, there you go, right there. There you go. Um, Sam Walton's son. Uh, apparently did not like his father and is doing everything to drive his legacy into the ground. I mean, so. he's doing a bang-up job. Oh, um, my goodness. We can at least give him that. Yeah. Yes, he is excelling at being awful. Yeah. Yeah. Also, why did Walmart get into the subscription service game? You, you do not need subscription service money. Everybody already spends money with you. You do not need subscription service money. But, of course, they're going to get into it. But, like, ah! 
Why is everything a subscription service? That hurts my feelings, but that's probably a different podcast. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I think it was I mean, BMW is going to charge you a subscription fee for heated yeah! seats. That's ridiculous. Plus, it's BMW. You spent so much money on that car. Yeah. Now, I, I think I know why Walmart is going to do a subscription service, and it's because somebody else is doing it. Uh-huh. Well, that's I'm why... Not, I'm not joking when I say that. <laughs> no, no, you're not. And, uh, no, because um, Apple Pay was a thing, and then Android Pay. And so what Walmart did was they accepted those for a very small amount of time, apparently, and all of a sudden came out with their own Walmart Pay. We don't accept Apple Pay. We don't accept Android Pay. We don't accept Google Pay. None of that. We have our own Walmart Pay. You can store all your cards in your Walmart uh, account and pay that way. Um, and th- and people, of, of course, get mad because, like, who wants to store their cards in a million different apps? But, like, you don't have an option anymore. PayPal doesn't fuck with everyone, which is unfortunate. Also, they got real happy with the fees. PayPal got real happy with the fees. Yeah. Well, and like when I worked at Walmart, they were they had just switched to the polo shirts, mm-hmm. and I think part of that was Target does it, some more mm-hmm. upmarket places do it, and so they were trying to grab. Like they figured out that they pretty well have like low income people wrapped up, mm-hmm. and genuinely for a while they were trying to push for higher income places or higher income business, and Wait. they did a couple pilot stores that were Walmart. But, like, you would go in and you could buy a $200 bottle of wine. Okay. And not what I go to carry... Walmart for, but okay. Yeah, well, and that was the thing was they were trying to break into that, you know, like, Whole Foods, Fresh Market, higher-end uh, game. And that's where, I want to say, neighborhood markets came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, like, I really think it just is they, they see somebody else doing something, and so they want in on it. And it's like the Apple, or the Walmart pay you talked about. Yeah. Was, somebody's making money off this, so... I gotta make money off this. Yeah. And that's the thing that worries me so much about the cameras at the uh, self-checkout. I know the subtle implication is supposed to be that it's a, to cut down on theft. But um, I also feel like it's got to be for a facial recognition database. Mm, well, and um, I don't know, because here's the thing. Um, you still can't scan your ID at Walmart to prove that you're of age. Yeah. And so I don't think it's connected to any real databases yet. Oh, no. I, th- I think fair. it's that they're selling that information. Ah, that. Yep. No, uh, I mean, if. Again, if people are making money on it, Walmart wants a hand in it. Walmart's 100% doing that. Yeah. 100%. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think Target figured out that they can track your buying, even if you're paying with cash, based off scanning some of the data that your cell phone is pumping out all the time. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so I think Target, now they're so. matching <laughs> that to faces. So that they can get around any legal hurdles with that. Uh, And so it's, you know, if they buy enough data that they can get your cell phone data, which they can, mm -hmm. presumably. Sure. Um, Oh, especially if you use their Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. Um, Then they can sell your face with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, I mean, I don't know why the first thing they're doing is not immediately building their own facial recognition database for asset protection you know they have the vestibule mm-hmm. cameras and i don't because understand they don't why actually care about asset protection what they care about is money and if they have an asset protection department they can still either they can still shanghai people with that 500 dollars, or we call the cops yeah they don't actually care about preventing theft mm. like they they if they cared about preventing theft they would invest in civic they would actually invest in their communities and in civic uh legislature that promotes the community but they just don't they're constantly Uh, yeah well and if they had employees that were full-time and had benefits um, yeah if they paid what they could afford to pay their employees that would actually be a pretty baller job the other thing is then also people are going to be a little more motivated to be on the lookout for that sort of thing 
Mm-hmm. They're going to be know. a little bit more motivated to keep their job because it's not just I can go down the road and get the same thing somewhere else. It's a job you want to keep and protect because it is valuable to you. Yeah. My, and like, I am the worst paid employee in my department, mm-hmm. but I, I go around and I make sure everything is locked up at the end of the shift because this is the first job I had that's got health insurance. Hey! Uh, it, you know, if something happens, you're not going to be able to lay it at my feet. All right? <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. Um, well, I don't know if you hear that, but I think that is an alarm telling me that my time is up. <laughs> All right. Um, so thank you so much, Daniel, for chatting with me about how much sales sucks and also how much Walmart sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we did go Walmart pretty hard on one specific retailer. We did, but I mean, it's one that we both work for and they are pretty awful. There's just so much it. to talk about. They do. They do. But thank you so much. And um, is there? Do, do you have things you would like to promote at all? Not presently. Um, okay. There is always uh, the fantasy of starting a YouTube channel, but I don't have anything Absolutely. at present. So. Absolutely. Well, you get that started. You come back. We'll promote it here. Maybe I'll have um, a few subscribers by then. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You have a great day. And you as well.